Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Reports of Twitter's demise have been greatly exaggerated, apparently, to this point. <laughs> so, once again, we bring you the Monday edition of Social Studies with Sarah Cazell. Hi, Sarah. Hello. So far, so good. Yeah. Social Studies fights on. Lives <laughs> another day. Finally, you know, if we just all tweeted Elon and said, we can't live without social studies, I'm sure he would understand. I'm sure he would. Oh, yeah. Scrap whatever plans he may have. Absolutely. Keep us around. Sure. So, uh, welcome into social studies. We uh, post questions on our Twitter account every single day at Bickley underscore Murata. Uh, you answer the questions, and I pull my favorite answers to read during this very segment. So, let's start out with the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, huge game tonight. We've said that multiple times today in Mexico City against the 49ers. Let's start off with this open-ended question. What needs to happen for the Cardinals to beat San Francisco? I talked about my lack of belief that the Cardinals could do this, but the feeling changes if something out of the ordinary happens. A defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown can really sway the whole momentum of the game, so I'll lean on one of those two things. I'm not sure if the Cardinals' offense will be able to keep up with San Francisco's, but if they get help from one of the other phases... That's my answer. I, I think that they uh, they have to be a plus two in turnover differential, not plus one, plus two minimum, and they have to stop the 49ers running game. And if that happens, then then they've got a chance. Play from ahead, you got a chance. This 49ers team has put some real slow starts together. Uh, they've been terrific in second halves of games. Um, they completely shut down the Chargers in the second half. And Chargers ran like 19 plays and got 52 yards in the second half. So uh, there's a there's a blueprint there because Colt McCoy put it out there on the field last year. Yeah. Now this 49ers team is different. They're better, and so but that's that's where I that's what I point to. All right, turning to some of our listeners, Cactus Jack says the Cardinals will beat the 49ers if the Cardinals O line holds up well and the defense doesn't let Christian McCaffrey go wild. That would be a W. Chris says the Cardinals have to build a lead in the first half. No more come from behind in the second half. An early lead and hold on for dear life, says Seabacher44. <laughs> B says the Cardinals will beat the Niners if the Niners accidentally go to Germany. <laughs> Could happen. That's funny. Busy airports. <laughs> Easy mix-up. Could happen to anyone. Uh, absolutely. All right. Let's see. Pancake says he's got to wear his lucky shirt. Well, please do that, Pancake. Um, and the defense needs to score three touchdowns, says Odie Foley. Is that all? Oh, boy. Three. Wow. Uh, Best of luck. Odie Foldy says Kyler needs to play. Well, the thing is this. I don't think, I don't think he's that's not going, going to. That's right. Uh, speaking of, Colt McCoy. We're expecting him to play tonight, and that leads us to our next question. Fill in the blank, please. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Starting tonight. Make Did I have a typo feel... in that? Is that one? Right? No, no, that's no. me. Oh. That's just not No, you had a typo in the last question. Uh, Card- Cardenas fans? <laughs> yes, Cardenas. Uh, filling in the blank. Colt McCoy starting tonight. Makes me feel blank. Oh, makes me feel reassured dot, dot, dot in a way. I don't think it's going to be a goofy offensive performance. I don't think there's going to be a ton of mistakes. Um, is that enough to win? I don't believe so. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to see kind of that Colt McCoy recipe that's been successful three out of four games over the last two seasons. 
Yeah, it makes me feel like the team is recognizing um, what they need to do at the moment. And we're going to get into this report mm-hmm. that Kyler Murray's not coming back until after the uh, after the bye week, which to me is quite something. Yeah. And so I just yeah I I think that I think I think the locker room and this football team is is either explicitly or implicitly demanding this. Mm-hmm. Daylight Film says Colt McCoy starting tonight makes me feel like I'll probably scream less at my TV screen. Yeah, kind of the way I feel. Yeah. Better way of put, he put it better than I did. Yeah, way to go, Daylight Films. William H says Colt McCoy tonight starting makes me feel incredibly disappointed. If Kyler wanted to play, he would be there. He was a game-time decision last week. He had an extra week and a day's worth of rest, and he's not going out there. He is not gutting it out for his team. That's disappointing. Do not take game-time decision literally. (laughs) We've learned that with the Cardinals. totally. Very true. Absolutely. Marcus says, Colt McCoy starting tonight makes me feel like I won't be embarrassed at the bar tonight. (laughs) Maybe for other reasons, but not for the Cardinals, I guess. Yeah, if you are, it's on you. Yeah, good luck to you, Marcus. Uh, and whew, Tim Walgren says, it makes me feel like we have a real NFL starter to not, tonight, not a playground hero wow. at quarterback. Playground hero. Ouch. Uh, moving on to our next question. We were talking about great tight ends. The football. Wait, what? Huh? what? The I usually football. am. Hello, right. Jordan Ham. <laughs> oh, uh, the greatest tight end of all time. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, or Tony Gonzalez. That order right there. That's it? That's the order. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey won, I, th- I think Travis Kelsey's... Uh, Rob Gronkowski in a shorter window of time was a- absolutely spectacular, unlike yeah. any other red zone tight end I've ever seen. But just from a game to game, year to year, Travis Kelsey's unbelievable. My vote goes to Kelsey. This is very surprising to me. Gronk is winning? No. No? Travis Kelsey's in last. Wow. It's Tony very Gonz- close. It though. is close. Tony Gonzalez, 36%. Rob Gronkowski, 35%. Travis Kelsey, 29% of the vote. That's nuts. They're I all great. Fully agree. Uh, Antonio Gates got some write-in votes. Ozzie, Helen Winslow. Ozzy Newsome got yeah. some votes. Yes. John Mackey. Ditka. Jermaine Grisham. <laughs> Dave Casper. What about Mark Bavaro? <laughs> How about Shane Doan? Emery Moorhead. On the uh, Emery Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> On the Dueling Gambos. That was pretty funny. All right, let's get to our final question. Hey, you got to throw Cole Komet in there after that catch oh, you made yeah. yesterday. Oh, Jason Witten. That gosh, catch that was, was unbelievable. Nuts. That was absolutely nuts. Okay, most underrated day of the year, guys. What is it and why? Yeah. We were talking about how great oh, this week is. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving holiday coming Wednesday up. before Thanksgiving has always been the most underrated day on the calendar for me. It's it's not only the anticipation of a four-day weekend, but there's this wonderful of haze of gratitude that everybody seems to have. Yeah, yeah. that's true. We're, the only thing you have to do is go to the liquor store. <laughs> Who's making the food? Uh, Grab your bottle opener man. with your keychain. High school friends are back. The only thing I have to do Uh is That's it. There it is. High school friends back in town. You know you have a five-day break coming up. Yeah. High school friends back in town. That doesn't really apply when you're in your 50s. Doesn't apply to me. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Touche. For me, I'm going back to childhood. Under most underrated day of the year was the last day of school. Oh man, what a great feeling that was. I don't know what's underrated about that. (laughs) 
so but good. That was a great feeling. So good. Yeah, there was nothing like it. No backpacks, water fights, Yep. whatever you wanted. That was the best time. Jeffrey says the night before Thanksgiving is the most underrated day of the year. Super underrated specifically for the amount of people that go out to the bars. It's bigger than New Year's Eve. Kind of times. Yeah. Yes. Soggy Sack Jones says the most <laughs> underrated day of the year <laughs> is the 21st night of September. I don't really remember why. <laughs> Jimmy from Philly says uh, my wedding day was the most underrated day of the year. Sorry, my wife was looking over my shoulder. The actual answer is the day that McDonald's puts out the McRib. <laughs> it's a solid one, too, though. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And then Chad M. says Super Bowl Monday. It puts a bow on the whole football season from high school to the NFL. Yes, do but... Do we feel celebratory on that day, no, or do we feel sad? It would... It would If it was a day, if it was a national holiday, like some people have been oh. maybe uh, pressing for, I think that would be the answer. We but need that. We wouldn't get it off anyway. But for the for the rest of the uh, you know society, it should be a day off. Absolutely. All right, good stuff today on social studies. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, guys. At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where you can get involved. Coming up next, more on the report from Jeremy Fowler about Kyler Murray maybe an extended absence for the Cardinals quarterback. That's straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Love you. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, having, you know, uh, tweaked it like, you know, the week before. Um, played through it, you know. Uh, but once it once it kind of happened the next week, you just, I mean, I, I kind of knew probably best uh, for me to, you know, let it rest. And, um, I mean, once it happens, it's unfortunate. But like I said, it happens, part of the game. You know, we all go through it. Never want it to be yourself. But um, try to get back as quick as possible. You know, and uh, Cole did a great job last week. You know, guys did a great job, executed well on the road. Gets a tough team. Um, got another one, you know, this week, so. That's Kyler Murray last week talking about the hamstring injury, revealing that he did it originally in the Minnesota game, tweaked it in the Seattle game, played through the second half with it in the Seattle game, uh, then misses last week against the Rams. Looks like he's going to miss this week. And, of course, piggybacking off the report from Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. Might not be back next week either. Uh, or later this week, depending on how you yeah. look at it, against the Chargers and uh, after the bye, which happens in week 13. Yeah, this this whole story has me very, very confused. To somebody, and I know you watch the Seahawks game yourself as well, did not look like a compromised quarterback even after the play in which he was fumbled, didn't look all that bad. Now there's a chance that it flared up after that game to the point where you're like, where he's like, I don't know about this. But it seems to me that, that watching him play through it and then now looking at the prospect of missing four games after it, could be construed as a soft benching, as a way for the team to say, listen, we're going to ride this guy for a while. You just, you get better. We'll reconvene after the break. Uh, it, it could be that the injury is very legit, or it could be a sign of trouble ahead uh, in the times when the Cardinals do not have a good, capable backup quarterback. Because yeah. this is a couple years in a row now. 
And it could be one of those things where the Cardinals are saying, yeah, you could play through it, but we've seen what you look like when you play through injury. Well, there's that as well. Um, look, Kyler Murray very much, to this point of his career, is a quarterback for him to be successful the conditions have to be perfect. And when no, I that's talk not about good. And when I talk about conditions being perfect, his health is among mm-hmm. them. I mean, you know, there's even when Kyler Murray has been right, and I think we've seen it to a to a large degree this year, uh, when he's been f- feeling good physically, there is still very much thought given to keeping him upright keeping him preserved from mm-hmm. a physical standpoint. Uh, and then when an injury creeps in, Jarrett's right. I mean, that last game of the 2020 season uh, when you know the Cardinals needed a win in Los Angeles against a backup quarterback, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of back and forth on whether or not he would play. Missed some time last year. Uh, I think what you say is, is true. I, I think Colt McCoy's presence, his ability to carry out game plans, mm-hmm. gives them more flexibility, but I can't disagree with what you said about the possibility of this maybe being, you know, hey, it, yes, you're not right 100%, but we're also feeling really good about what Colt did. Right. Take your time. Yes, and and that that would be the the effect of a soft benching, and and I think that it's what, what I'm confused about is just Kyler's attitude about it because, it, and again, I, I this is pure spe- speculative because if that hamstring did fire back up in a bad way after the end of that Seattle game, then I completely understand this. But but from watching the player put that game on the field, you would think a guy dying to play the game and dying to lead this team to the playoffs, he'd be doing everything he could. He'd be he'd be re, he'd be rebelling against this. No, no, I'm good, man. I'm I can do this. I've got this. You guys need me. You guys need me. Yeah, and it's and the lack of that's a little alarming to me to be quite honest with you. Yeah, because last Wednesday in that same media session that included the soundbite we came into this segment with, Kyler Murray said this. I feel I feel good. I feel good. Yeah, so I mean, so if you if you are a true uh, competitor like that, if if this has been broached to you, hey, just watch it, chill until the after the bye week, and then we'll get back at it. We'll see where we go. Uh, to me, if if uh, and I drew the parallel of Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, we all know how they'd react to something like that. They'd be like, no, no, this is my team. You're not doing this without me, and, and that worries me. And and the fact that you know having to be a completely 100 percent to play football—that's not. It's when's he ever going to have that? When does anybody ever have that from November on in the NFL? Well, if Jeremy Fowler's report is accurate, um, there's another way to look at this. You know, if this goes south tonight, Sunday against the Chargers and Glendale doesn't go well, and then you got a bye week. At that point, you're what four and nine. At that point, mm-hmm. why are you rushing your franchise quarterback back anyway? Right at that point, yeah. That's what's the point. No, I mean, you're right. I think you're everything's on right. the table in terms of return or extended. Well, absence. It's, it's a good four point. And eight, well, yeah, I guess it's a good point because you realize that that if you win this game tonight with Colt McCoy, you you really can't take the job from him. Which I I said at the very start of this program, yeah, you really can't. Yeah, I mean, it would be a marquee win on Monday Night Football in Mexico City. It would be the second straight win. You, you'd have a playoff hope alive. You're not going to go back to what we saw before just because. So so in the case of a victory, you're covered, and in the case of a loss. You're, you're done anyways. So yeah, I get I get that 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 is a strategic mapping 
makes sense to me. And the Fowler report is almost like they're just putting it out into the ether and saying that just what you said. Essentially, that if Colt McCoy wins, we're in no rush to go back to Kyler yeah. Murray. They and can't. we're going to say he's not 100%. The, the way that that performance looked on hard knocks, the way people reacted to Colt McCoy, you, you could tell they this team was ready to put that put all that awful offense and the criticism all that behind him and it and you you don't just go back to something that isn't working because mm-hmm. <laughs> you pay the quarterback a lot of money and the possibility also is that in house this has been known for quite some time that from the outside there might all be all this hand wringing about when Kyler's coming back mm-hmm. go back to last sunday after Colt McCoy quarterback the Cardinals win over the Rams there was a picture of Colt McCoy on social media that was retweeted by the Cardinals' official account. And the caption read, that's our quarterback. Yeah. Oof. Not something like, hey, great to have a good backup quarterback. That's our quarterback. Yeah. It was interesting. Is that a sign that maybe within those walls they knew about the severity or the length of uh, of absence that Kyler Murray would have? Or, or, I think or, were, they just, or were they just... Excited like everybody else that that a, that a change in quarterback brought that kind of result. I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's. It, I I think they're making the right ch- choice as far as tonight goes. I said that after the last game mm-hmm. that you don't you don't just unplug this and go back to what wasn't working uh, with the season on the line. And who knows? Who knows where this thing is going to go. I mentioned in my blast that that you know the Cardinals had a couple of quote unquote scrap heap quarterbacks themselves and Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer. Uh, Colt McCoy is neither of those quarterbacks. No, I no, know no, no. that. But 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 for the last four games, in three of them, he's been very sturdy. And so I think Colt McCoy's winning percentage in Arizona is better than Kyler Murray's. Oh, without a doubt. And 75% is better, better than most yeah. quarterbacks winning percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing from last week. This is from Friday. Cliff Kingsbury updating the situation on Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's progressing. Um, come a long way. So we'll see. You got a few more days. I think plan on Monday night will help the extra day. Uh, so we'll see how it feels the next couple of days. And apparently that uh, immaterial now, according to that report from uh, Jeremy Fowler. Uh, you can, uh, I'm sure, read about more more about that on ArizonaSports.com. Coming up next, it's Monday. we got some hardware to hand out next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Final half hour of the show here on Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. As we always do at 930, we head to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to look at our poll question for the day. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, what is your prediction for Monday Night Football? Prediction? Pain. Or something Pain. like that. We have- yeah, I'm predicting the 49ers are going to win. All right, four yeah. options to vote on. Okay. The Cardinals win a one-score game. The Niners win a one-score game. The Cardinals win by multiple scores. The Niners win by multiple scores. I'm voting D. 
Multiple Niners scores. by multiple scores. Mm-hmm. I am too. All right. I'm going to guess that's where most of the votes go. Yeah, 48% of our voters say the 49ers will win by multiple scores. 29% say it's going to be a close win for the Cardinals, a one-score win. 17% say the 49ers win a one-score game. 7% say the Cardinals win big. All right, there you go. There's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And Murata Mornings, handing out the hardware. Hardware is our version of the award show. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight. Keep it off with Revitalize, proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Uh, yeah, based on what we saw over the weekend, we create our own awards. Who wants to start off the festivities today? I'll start off the festival. Okay. Go ahead, Vinny. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead, Vinny. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dreary Season Award, and I'm giving it to the three in-state football programs. Oh. <laughs> ASU, U of A, and NAU are combined 10 and 23 this season. Is that good? ASU has its worst record since 1994. Arizona is rebuilding and did increase its win total from one to four, heading into the Territorial Cup. Uh, in which neither team is going to a bowl game this year, so there's that to look forward to. NAU finished 3-8. and eight. They lost on senior day in Flagstaff to Weber State on a field goal with five seconds left. I would call it dreary. And anybody who sat through the ASU football game against Oregon State on Saturday knows what dreary looks like. Man, was that depressing. 31-7. to seven. They were throwing the ball six inches down the field. Trenton Bourget completed 20 passes for 122 yards, which is wow. hard to do. ASU, Trenton Bourget on their first series, completed passes on first, second, and third down, and then they punted on fourth down. How funny is that? Yeah. Dreary. Dreary. Good word. <laughs> All right. My first award is the Save the Last Dance for Me Award, and that goes to... Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan, Uh (laughs) who is currently dating, does anybody know? Yes. Yes. Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa Pippen. (laughs) That is a bizarre turn of events for a complicated relationship between Pippen and Jordan, the seniors, and uh, that's odd. It is. The whole thing. But nothing quite fully shocks me anymore. No. Especially with people that are involved in, I don't know, Larsa Pippen's, like, wasn't she on one of the housewife shows? I don't know. Was she? She's don't some sort of media personality yeah, is like what her inf- Wikipedia influencer. says. Yeah. But there's a 16-year age difference, and yes, obviously, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen have a complicated relationship right now, so I can only imagine what they both think of this. <laughs> uh, you're correct. She apparently spent a couple seasons on The Real Housewives of Miami, which I didn't even know they had a show in Miami. I'm ashamed I knew that. Yeah. It's good to know <laughs> pop culture things. I just wasn't aware of that one particular thing. All right, is that the end of your award, Jared? That is it. Your Tremendous. Turn. All right, this is the Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego Award, and it goes to Kirk Herbstreet, who <gasps> just... Got roasted on social media on Saturday for his very festive outfit for college game day. Um, They were in Montana for the Brawl of the Wild, I believe is what they they call the rivalry game. Great name. So good. And he really, really leaned into the look. Uh, I mean, of course, he had to layer very heavily because it was winter in Montana. But um, a lot of neutral tones, a, a very 
only way I could describe it is Indiana Jones looking hat. Yeah. Um, and he got totally roasted on, on Twitter, as I said. A couple of my favorite tweets. Kirk Herbstreet is exactly who John Dutton is fighting to keep out of Montana. <laughs> Kirk Herbstreet looks like every dude from New York City or the Bay Area who moved to a small mountain town during the pandemic and drove up housing prices. <laughs> or Kirk Herbstreet is ready to crack the case of the missing fourth college football playoff team. Uh, my favorite one good. was uh, Kirk Herbstreet looks like he's been doing all of his shopping from the JP. Peterman catalog for <laughs> Seinfeld too. fans. Uh, the Leadership Matters Award goes to Zach Wilson of the New York oh, Jets, who, who put a terrible game on the field yesterday. And because the Jets' defense was equally good, it was a 3-3 game until the last minute of the game, he was asked afterward if he felt the offense had let the defense down. And like a snot-nosed punk, he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like a snot-nosed punk. Well, he kind of does. Yeah, that's a good description. Totally. Yeah, and he, he comes from a very, very wealthy family. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's... Here's the audio of that if you want it real All right. Quick. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. No, 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 not no. my fault, not my fault. two yards in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> reminder, real quarterbacks take all the blame. Not some of it, all of it. Yes, and deflect the praise. Yes, not some not, of it. Not for this guy. All of it. Oh. Did you let the uh, defense down? Well, my much older girlfriend said we didn't. Oh. <laughs> my Larsa Pippen said yeah, we didn't. Yeah, exactly. uh, my next award is the Great Parenting Award, and I'm giving it to Jose Trevino of the New York Yankees. His oh. uh, young son had a career day at his school. So not only does Jose Trevino show up because he's got a cool job as catcher for the New York Yankees, he shows up in full uniform and catcher gear. <laughs> That's good parenting right there. <laughs> and I can it. only imagine like being in that class. If I was a kid and I went to school with somebody's parent that was a, a Yankee, I would have freaked out. Oh, yeah. How cool that would that must be for those kids. Absolutely. I love it. My, my next uh, award is the Broncos Country Let's Lied Award. And it's to Russell Wilson. It's just very similar to uh, your award, Dan. Because the Denver Broncos, who are last in the entire NFL in scoring this season, the Denver Broncos, who if they were to score 18 points a game, 18 points a game, they would be 9-1 and one right now. The Denver Broncos, who only scored 16 against the horrible o- uh, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders defense, they asked Russell Wilson, how is the offense today? I thought we um, we had a really good game for the most part on offense. Thought we moved the ball well. I thought uh, guys made some really great catches. Cortland on the go ball down the sideline, the back shoulder go ball. That was amazing. He had a great game. I thought Kendall Hinton stepped up again. I mean, what a great play early in the game, the first drive of the game where he catches across the field, dodges the guy, dives and puts the ball over their goal line. Um, they don't call it a touchdown for him, but what a great play. And the next play, we, we give the ball to 2-8, and he runs it right through there. Um, what a tough tough, uh, tough um, run by him and a great job of the O-line. I mean, there's a lot of really good things in the game, you know. There was not a lot of good wow. things. Was there any of that press Re- conference you left out there? Relentlessly, <laughs> disgustingly positive continues Russell Wilson as the offense is disgusting in general. Yes. Yeah. Brutal. All right. The final award, second to last award uh, for 
today is uh, it goes to Stanford and South Carolina women's basketball. The number one and number two teams in the sport, they played yesterday at Stanford, um, and they honored Brittany Griner throughout. They not only put patches on their jerseys and, and the coaches and broadcasters wore shirts with BG's face on them, but what really caught my attention was they set up a letter writing station for fans to write letters that will be sent to Brittany Griner. Oh. Uh, BG's wife, Sherelle, has said a couple times recently that what Brittany Griner fears, um, or one of the many things she fears, is being forgotten about at the penal colony now outside of Moscow. Yeah. So a huge gesture here from these basketball fans, and she's going to be receiving some letters. Very there cool. You go. Okay. All right, my last award is you can't spell world corruption without World Cup. <laughs> and I'm giving it to FIFA that threatens seven teams with sanctions if they wore rainbow-colored armbands. Grant Wall, a soccer reporter for SI.com, tried to wear a T-shirt that had a soccer ball with layers of the rainbow around it. He got thrown out. So much for sports as a unifier. Yeah. What a that's, disaster. That's what happens when you take yeah. just bribe after bribe after bribe to have it in a country like that. Exactly. And now we have to feel well dirty said, for Nate. watching it if we want to take in some international soccer. Terrible. Uh, there you go. There's hardware brought to you every week by Revitalize. Some final thoughts on this big red Monday next. Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. Today's song of the day, you got another thing coming from Judas Priest. And I'm playing it just because Judas Priest performed at their induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I got to watch that concert over the weekend. They still got it, man. For, yeah. for a band full of old dudes. Yeah. There's a lot of those bands still around. But a lot still- of them don't sound good. Yeah. Like, have you heard Guns N' Roses recently? I can't say that I have. Look, I went to one of their shows in 2017, yeah. and it rocked my socks off. Guns N' Roses? Five years yeah. ago. <laughs> five A years lot could change in five yeah, years. That's right. Um, and of course, lead singer Rob Halford, Valley resident. And, and he was so great. So he was the last one to speak after their induction. So all his bandmates get up there and they say a quick thing. Rob Halford gets up there and goes, hi, everybody. I'm the gay guy in the group. <laughs> and with everybody, he's like, ah! <laughs> he's great. Judas Priest. You got another thing coming. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Oh, Daily Dose of Vinnie Joe Trivia. A basketball fact that's going on right now. P.J. Tucker, former son, now member of the Philadelphia 76ers, has played three straight games. In yeah. this span, he's averaged well over 30 minutes per game. He has not scored one point. Whoa! So I looked it up. P.J. Tucker is second all-time among NBA players in games with 30 or more minutes and no points. He's had 24 of those games. Your question today, who's the only player who's had more of those games in his career? Ben Simmons! You said Ben Simmons? Yeah. No. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is the wow. correct answer. 25 of them. 
P.J. Tucker's going to break the record. How about that? Listen to this top five, though. Um, Rodman one, Tucker two, Ben Wallace three. Jason Kidd was fourth. Bruce Bowen fifth. Wow. I was amazed by that. Uh, well done. All thank right. You. Thank you. Thank you. Monday Night Football tonight. It's finally here. It seems like we've been previewing this game for a year and a half. But uh-huh. <laughs> how many times have we set the scene for Mexico? Uh, it's finally here tonight. Six fifteen kickoff. Cardinals going with Colt McCoy at quarterback. The report today from Jeremy Fowler indicates that it might not be a quick return for Murray after all, that it might not come back until after the bye, which is not this upcoming week. No. They come back from Mexico. They got a home game against the Chargers. Then it's the bye in week 13. Yeah. And to possibly be back for the New England Patriots. That's not great news. Um... Also not great news for the Cardinals is the long list of guys missing this game. DJ Humphreys, Hollywood Brown not making the return, Byron Murphy out. Yep. Against an opponent like San Francisco, really, really tough task for these guys to pull off. Yeah, the line of the game has moved to 10 points, which means uh, uh, the money's been pouring in on the 49ers even as as 8-point favorites. Yeah, you can envision um, a game that uh, that gets sideways early and doesn't get better for the Cardinals, given the fact that uh, the 49ers have a really good defense and the Cardinals are handicapped offensively. You hope for the best, you know, and it's the the whole altitude thing is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, how effective is DeAndre Hopkins going to be? A guy that's been bothered with a hamstring yep. injury of his right. own. Now, there are various reports that say he's going to give it a go tonight. Josina Anderson among those tweeting that out today. Um, and, you know, you look at the condition of the Cardinals' offensive line. Still no Justin Pugh, no Humphreys, no Rodney Hudson, uh, Will Hernandez, um, who's really bummed that he's not able to play this game in Mexico. Last week, one of the reasons why the Cardinals beat the, uh, the Rams was... That revamped offensive line really overachieved. And can they do that again with guys like Cody Ford and Lasita Smith and uh, uh, Billy Price? You know, you're not going up against Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. but you know, you're going up against another wrecking ball on the defensive line and Nick Bosa. And the rest of the 49ers' defense is much more formidable right now they're, than what the Rams presented. They're really good tacklers. They're physical players. Uh, the Charvarius Ward guy's terrific. Fred Walker's terrific. Um, Warner. Fr- I'm sorry, Fred Warner yep. is terrific. Yeah, so, uh, yes. This is going to be quite a challenge for James Conner and the Cardinals. When they beat the 49ers and Colt McCoy last time, they were able to run the ball a little bit. They're going to have to be able to do that tonight. Yeah, they're, will they be able to do it uh, leaning on James Conner? Um, you know, you know, Benjamin's not there, so you're going with Connor, Ingram, and Corey Clement. Uh, Steve Kime was on with Burns and Gambo on Friday, talked about the condition of the running back room. Connor and I think Keontae Ingram, you know, who I think, again, another rookie out of USC, has done some good things. Physical runner, nifty feet. For a big guy, can really like cut laterally. And, uh, you know, getting excited to see more of him because I think he's got an opportunity to be a good back. With the way that Cliff Kingsbury used the personnel last week, I'm wondering how much Keontae Ingram will see. Or is it going to be the James Conner show again? Well, I'm sure you'll see uh, two to three carries. Just like no more than that. One one yeah. series span, yeah. maybe, yeah. of a yeah. little breather for, yeah. for James So Conner. he's he's going to be one of the guys tonight that they're he's going to have to be. There's a short list of performers who are going to have to be elite tonight. I, I put Isaiah Simmons on that list. I put Colt McCoy on that list. I put James Conner on that list. 
All right, these guys pressed into duty now. Well, one certainly pressed into duty. Trey McBride, one guy that they've had trouble really implementing into their offense. Robbie Anderson, either one of those guys make an impact tonight? If the Cardinals could get like a big play touchdown from Robbie Anderson, that might. I, I talked about you know maybe getting a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Maybe the lid can be lifted on this offense a little bit if they found a way to strike big. They have not done that all year. Yeah. Well, keep your fingers crossed. Best case, scenario, best case scenario is that when the 49ers run onto the field, Nick Bosa and Christian McCaffrey run into each other <laughs> and get their yearly injuries out of the way, and they're both missing. Probably not going to happen. Nah. Uh, I'm still sticking with my prediction. 49ers 35-17. You had them by multiple scores yeah, as well. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, That uh, sounds about right. All right, we'll have full breakdown on tomorrow's show. Thanks to Lorenzo Alexander, Shane Doan, Bobby Hurley for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out as well. Like I said, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 6. Coming up next, it's Wolf and Luke with Tim Ring sitting in for Wolf. That's straight ahead here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.